I said, okay, what happens in the wellness center? Oh, they get to play on their phone or they get to lay down or they get to watch movies or, or anything like that. And they can just stay there as long as they want. And I thought to myself, are you kidding? And she goes, yeah. So the other day what happened is one of the students, she goes, you can't even get them to get off their phone or take their iPods out of their of their ears while in class. I said, in class, they can have it in their ears while in class. And if you tell them to take it out, you can't even tell them to take it out anymore because it upsets them. And I said to myself, are you kidding? I said, was it like this when you were in school? She goes, no, it was just three years ago. What is going on? Hello and welcome back. Episode 72 of the Audacious Faith Podcast. Today I want to discuss a subject with you with is very near and dear to my heart. One that actually started me in working with youth many, many years ago. I was in college and was in my second year. And one of my favorite speakers was there and he was sharing about the needs of youth. And at the end of that message, I think I've shared some of this with you before in a previous episode, he actually played a recorded message of a 16-year-old boy by the name of Dexter Gardner. Dexter was a young man who was on an LSD trip. He was obviously very empty and very troubled in his life. And uh, basically, he was recording that message for his mother. At the end of that tape, it's a sound I'll never forget. I can still hear it in my ear to this day. was the sound of the gunshot that ended his life. Now, you know what? Here we are many years later, and I've got to tell you this. I'm very concerned about what I'm seeing with young people today. Children, teenagers, even young adults, very empty, very disillusioned, searching very much for meaning. Suicide rates are going up. Anger, violent crimes are going up. Uh, there seems to be so much discord that's out there, and it's accelerating at a very rapid rate. You turn on your news every single night, and this, these are the kind of things that you're seeing, uh, things that we never thought we would see in what's supposed to be a civilized country. So what is going on? What is going on? Why are there so many angry and troubled children and youth today? And, and I want to get to the fact that we have to understand that whenever there's an issue, whenever there's a problem, often the problem that we are seeing is merely the symptoms it's merely the result of an underlying problem. And what we're hearing from many people today is to try to treat the actual situation. So, for example, there's, there's gun violence and mass shootings, so it's got to be the guns. Well, no, it's not the guns. It's the people that are picking it up and, and are suddenly shooting people. Guns have been in existence throughout our lifetime, and it's been accessible to people in many, in many cases in the past. More people had guns than they even have now. In many cases, the the problem isn't the actual weapon. If it wasn't a gun, and if that wasn't accessible, they'd be running people over with their cars, or they'd be hitting them with axes, or or whatever it is. When people want to be violent, they're going to be violent. So so what is the problem? Why are we suddenly seeing a world that is so much different than before? I I was watching the news just the other day, and they said, well, you know, this such is life in 2023. Well, why? Why is this life in 2023 and it wasn't in, say, even 2018? And it definitely wasn't in 2010. And it's definitely different than it was when I was growing up as a child in the 1970s, where we could basically leave our, our door unlocked and, and kids could ride their bike in the neighborhood 
by themselves and not worry about being abducted and whatever else would happen. What what has changed? What has changed? These are are symptoms that are a result of root causes. So in order to fix this, if that's even possible, I want to go back to what's foundational and what needs to be there to begin with so that hopefully we get some better results. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 22, 6, that if you train up a child in the way that they should go, that even when they're old, they will not depart from it. Now, that's not to say that parents can do a great job and still have children rebel, still have them searching, still have them go through some things in life. I've known many a parent who's done everything that they can and have been great parents and and still their children struggle. It's it's not necessarily a reflection on the parent and there are no guarantees. But but one thing we do know is that, that children in one way or another become very much like their parents. There's a tendency to do that. They either become like them or they do everything they can to not become like them. But the default setting is very much there. The tendencies are very much there. We're very much like who we spend time with. So in order to have children not be so angry, so alone, so lost, so rebellious, and lashing out like we're seeing on college campuses and on streets, around our country today. Let's go back to the beginning. What are some things that are important for children to know? Foundational. And the first thing to know is they are created and loved by a holy God. You know, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1 that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. By the time we get to chapter 2 and in the chapter 3, we see that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God has made us differently. He's made young men and he's made young women and he's made them distinct and they're unique creations of God. There are no accidents. There's no confusion like we're, we're seeing thrown into the midst today. Maybe I'm this. Maybe I was supposed to be this. Maybe Mother Nature made a mistake. No, God doesn't make mistakes. God makes people and he creates people and we are created by God, a God who not only created us, but a God who knows us, a God who is intimately acquainted with all our ways, even the very hairs of our head are numbered. And although that may not be impressive looking at me, there was once a time when it was much more impressive. And and you are out there and, and you see this, and, and this is the amount of detail, the amount of detail that God knows when it comes to us. One of the biggest damaging things that we've done in educational systems today is remove God from the equation, making people think that they're just a, a, a result of some hypothetical, improbable, really impossible odds type of explosion that has taken place and then a metamorphosis and a mutation that has happened throughout the years that has somehow created them. No, God made you on purpose. And children need to know that they are created by God, that he hasn't checked out, that he's still watching over them, and that he loves them. And in knowing that, this foundation of love is something that's extremely important. Each one of us as adults, hopefully watching this video, we are called and created to love God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And then love 
our neighbors as ourself. It tells us in Scripture that not only are we to train up our children, but fathers, for example, are not in Ephesians 6 to provoke their children to wrath, but instead bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. We're supposed to show love. We're supposed to show consideration to fathers or, or husbands. They're supposed to show it to wives. There's, there's supposed to be love. When love is missing, that's where things start to go wrong. That we don't understand the love of God and we don't grow in that and we don't have that love for one another. That's the foundation. Many a child who is out there and angry and lost and searching today has had parents that, that are basically not there or they're not two-parent homes. Families are broken much more and there's an attack on the family more and more today that we see. And, and it's just eroding at everything. Why is this happening? Because this is the way the evil one knows to get us away from God, to get us away from love. The evil one, Satan, is 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 not only the prince of the age, but he's hateful. And he's tried to undermine everything good that God has created and get everyone away from God. So love is the first foundation, understanding that there's a creator who actually made us, who we're supposed to know, who we're supposed to have a relationship with, and who we're also accountable to. This is vitally, vitally important. And then based out of that, we come to the second thing, which is extremely important. And that is that there is absolute truth. There is truth that God has revealed on what is correct, what is right, and also what is wrong. He's revealed it in Exodus chapter 20 when he gives us his commands. He's revealed it all through the Old Testament. And Jesus then reiterated much of it and explained it further in the New Testament. How it is that we're supposed to treat others. How it is that we're supposed to obey certain laws and human decency and, and what is correct and what is a sin. The evil one has sought to take all of this out and say that everyone now, we're hearing this more and more the last couple of years, Truth is just whatever you decide that it is. This is extremely dangerous because without a solid foundation of right and wrong, what is true and what is false, there's no stable ground to stand on. So now, and I know some of what I'm going to say might be controversial, although most of the people that would have a problem with it are probably never going to watch this podcast. But you have children that even are in preschool and are kindergarten that are being made to question pretty much everything. Stuff that as children we would never have thought of. Am I a boy? Am I a girl? Am I something else? Am I some combination or, or whatever? There's so many terms that are being thrown out there today that honestly I have to often look it up to find out what it even means. They're being invented seemingly by the week. And people are just kind of like whatever they decide and coming up with new things and all. No, there's we've been created by God a certain way. And all the extra myriad of choices, um, I don't know where it's come from. And now we're supposed to be telling children that, that they're questioning things that were never questioned before. And we're talking to them at five, six years old about having making decisions and dealing with areas of, of, of sexual choices and different things like that, which no child should even be prepared for or even thinking of when they're that age. What is going on? And then we're wondering why there's so much 
disillusionment and why there's so much confusion that's taking place in children's lives, why there's so much fear, why there's so much anxiety, why there's no coping skills because of the lack of love and because of the lack of truth. So we need to get back to God as the foundation, love as the foundation, and start teaching the true morals that have stood for centuries of what God has revealed are right and wrong. And then the next thing that has to be in there when it comes up to training up a child, we know in Scripture we find that God, as a loving father, is also a God who disciplines his children. The Bible tells us, for instance, that God is not mocked. What a man sows, he will also reap. In other words, what comes around, goes around, does come around. You know, there are consequences for our actions, right? So for instance, if I were to go or or if I were to tell you right now, you need to go home and you need to find a wall and slam your head against that wall 100 times in succession. Would there be a consequence for that action? Of course, you'd probably knock yourself out before you got anywhere near 100 times. And if you didn't, your face would be almost unrecognizable when you were done. There's consequences for actions. There's results that come from causes. If I take my phone and were to put it up in the air like this, and if I were to turn it with the glass down, and if I were to let go of it right here on camera and let it fall and do this repeatedly onto this table, there would be a consequence, right? I would have a cracked screen, and eventually the phone would not work at all. There's consequences for our actions. There are natural results. There's cause and effect. And unfortunately, we're teaching children and youth today that you can do whatever you want, and let's try to remove any consequence for anything when you do something wrong. We're not helping. We're creating a world of total instability in their lives. We're damaging them for life. So love, accountable to God, right and wrong, consequences for action. These are all the things that need to get put back so that we can have children and youth that actually know what's going on and aren't seeking out safe spaces all over the place. I coached at a local high school, and I kid you not, um, I went to the high school one day, and suddenly there was... um, a sign on the door that I had not seen before as I was entering into it. And I'm trying to remember what it said. I think it said a wellness center. And I was thinking, what's a wellness center? That's new. I hadn't seen that before. Maybe it's been there and maybe now they just have a sign. And I didn't think much of it. I was on the bus because I coached a team. And one of the girls, young ladies that's helping me coach, who was a former player of mine just three years ago, We were talking about students and how um, so many things bother them. And granted, three years ago, she was in school. And she brought up to me, she said, Coach, she goes, did you you see the wellness center? I said, yeah, I did see that. I said, what is that? And she goes, well, basically, what it is, is if a student is in class and all of a sudden they just don't feel like being there, and they feel like they're upset or they're stressed or whatever, they can go to the wellness center. I said, okay, what happens in the wellness center? Oh, they get to play on their phone or they get to lay down or they get to watch movies or or anything like that, and, and they can just stay there as long as they want. And I thought to myself, are you kidding? And she goes, yeah, so the other day what happened is 
one of the students, she goes, you, you can't even get them to get off their phone or take their iPods out of their, um, of their ears while in class. I said, in class, they can have it in their ears while in class when the teacher's trying to teach them. And she said, yeah. And if you tell them to take it out, you can't even tell them to take it out anymore because it upsets them. And then they have to go to like the wellness center. And I said to myself, are you kidding? I said, was it like this when you were in school? And she goes, no, it was just three years ago, right before COVID. What is going on? Okay. You and I hopefully both know that the strength that we have in life has come through the challenges that God has taken us to in life. Even if we want to get stronger, we go to the gym and we strain those muscles and, and we break down those muscles and, and through that process, we become stronger. When we never allow anything to become hard, when we never allow anyone to face difficulty, when we shelter people from anything that's a challenge, nobody ever grows, nobody ever matures. We are literally destroying our children and our youth today. So without belaboring this point, let me get right back to it again. It's time for us to train up children in the way that they should go. And we find that in the Bible. The principles are there. The morals are there. What is right and wrong is there. And we also have to teach that when we violate things that are right and wrong, God has laid out in Scripture that there are actually consequences, discipline that takes place to lead us back into the right direction. And as parents and as educators and as neighbors and as grandparents and aunts and uncles and anyone else that is out there, we need to start setting those limits on children. You're not breaking their spirit. You're actually building those spirits up. We need to pray for young people across our country today because we're creating a generation of adults that don't know how to cope with anything. And it's getting very, very dangerous. As we conclude this podcast today, I would tell you this. I would welcome your feedback. This one may have been a little uh, eyebrow raising for some who might be listening to it. Maybe you haven't thought about it much, or maybe you're just saying amen. I would welcome your feedback. Go ahead and message me at jgothierseenior at gmail.com or on Facebook, Instagram. Just direct message me. Preferably don't put me on blast right on, on the wall there. But uh, I would definitely want to know what you think. And if you disagree with me, that's fine too. Let's respectfully have a conversation so that we can uh, deal with it and, and see who might be right or, or how we can come to a consensus. And also, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with as many people as, po as possible. Make sure you have subscribed and share some of the many other episodes and be sure to go back and catch some of those that you haven't seen. There's a lot of good ones out there. This is episode 72. So God bless each one of you. I pray for the best for the young people in your lives. This has been the Audacious Faith Podcast. We'll see you next time.